Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical concepts for contemporary living. Stay tuned. I'll be speaking from the theme in this message. I can't let you break my stride. As we launch out in this brand new year with the theme, Walking in Faith and Favor, we are blessed this morning to reflect upon the biographic information concerning Moses' successor, the man Joshua. I'm going to have to give you a little background about the man Joshua. Little is known of Joshua's background. Not even who his mother was. Coupled with that is the fact that he was born in slavery. He was not born in the wilderness as some purport. He was born in Egypt. Yet early on in his life, he showed promise of becoming a tribal leader. And as he was in place as a potential tribal leader, when the time came for them to go and spy out the land, Moses chose 12 spies to go to survey the promised land. The last one of the 12 that was chosen was Joshua. In fact, when he was chosen, his name was not Joshua. His name was Hosea. But Moses saw in him what maybe nobody else saw, and that is a leader. Your background, your context, your situation does not determine the success of your calling. You may be born in slavery. You may not, not your mother may not even be known. There are a lot of conditions that you may be bringing to a certain period in your life. No doubt, as a youngster, he watched the Israelites being abused as they were required to live out their lives under the thumb of oppression by the Egyptians. But he also was there to see that the God they served brought them out. He was a part of the exodus as they left the land of their oppression. I'm saying right now that no matter what you have come through to get to where you are this morning, don't look backward. Look forward. And realize that you are going somewhere. In fact, tell somebody right now, I am going somewhere. I'm going somewhere, 
And so Joshua was chosen. And he went over. It was Moses who named him Joshua. Okay? His old name simply meant help. But Joshua means the help of God. And it means salvation. I'll get into that a little deeper later. But what I'm trying to get at is that God had him chosen to be a leader. And that he would be a man of faith. When the spies came back after having searched out the land, he and Caleb were the only one that gave the minority report. So stop thinking that the right way to go is where the most people The majority report was wrong, but the minority report was correct. He was a part of the minority report. Watch who you're hanging out with. Joshua and Caleb, around the same age, they were chosen to search out the land saw what was there, came back and declared, if you read in the 13th chapter of Numbers for yourself, I'm not going to take the time to read it right now. You do that when you go home. And you read the 13th chapter and the 14th chapter of Numbers, and what you will hear there is that when they were receiving the report, the people became very fearful and faithless. To the extent that they said, we can't go. They'll kill us over there. You said, didn't you say giants over there? The sons of Anakah? Didn't you say that? Yeah, oh, well, we can't go. But two, Caleb and Joshua said, let us go up and take the land. For we are well able to take it. I know the giants are there, but faith can break through any giant force. Faith can get you into a place where nobody else would want to go because they look at the opposition. But faith does not stop at opposition. Faith capitalizes on opposition. So we can go, but they didn't go. God was very, very displeased and said, I'll tell you what, then. You're going to spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness. And then your carcasses will bleach in the wilderness sun. You won't go over. And the only two of those who left Egypt that survived to go into the promised land was Caleb and Joshua. Look at someone say, faith! Pays. Faith is greater than friendship. You didn't hear me. I said, faith is greater than friendship. In fact, fellowship is better than friendship. A lot of us have chosen our friends. Those that, we, that hang with us. Like minds. Like ambitions. Hmm? Watch how you choose your friends. Because there will come a point where you will have to decide 
that I'm sorry, honey. I'm going this way. And I can't let you break my stride. Well, as always, we have three points to our messages. The first one, the gate. Second, the grit. And third, the grace. It's going to take all of that to walk in faith and favor. So, the gate. How you approach it. If we could just learn to walk this faith life out. If we could just walk it out. My God. Paul talked about it when he was saying something which characterizes what I'm talking about here. Would you, would you just look in Ephesians 4 and 1? I believe there you'll find it says uh, that we should walk what? Therefore, the presence of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That you walk worthy of it. That God would so choose you and bless you to walk this faith life out because the world knows nothing about faith. We're trying to conform to the standards of the world when the world needs the standard God gave us. Oh, you didn't get that, but that was confusing. So faith is the life. Faith is, 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 is this, is this uh, work of God that has been created for us as our vocation. This is what we are called to do. This is what we are called to be. Every now and then, I get the privilege of meeting physicians. The first one was Dr. John Downing, the man that was head of cardiology in, at Harvard University. I was in his house the night the Lord called me and told me that I was to pastor him and his church. I was in his house. But that surgeon, listen to me, was so in tune with what God called him to do and be, that he never saw surgery as it. Surgery was a means to survive economically and socially toward it. Imagine getting a phone call from him one day. He said, Pastor, can you come over to my house? I said, what's wrong? He said, my son, Kevin, he's, 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 he's having convulsions. And I'm saying, something ain't right here. I said, go on, do what you do. He said, he said, no. He said, if you'll come over and we can do, like the word says, anoint him with oil. I believe God will touch my son. I got on the highway, drove my car. When I got in his driveway, he was at the door, standing with a little bottle of oil in his hand. And we went in. And when we went in, before we entered the room, I could hear the child in there <laughs> going through all this. And then finally, when we went in, we anointed him with oil and prayed. While we were praying, he was saying, yes, Lord, yes, Father, yes, God. And that child quieted right down. 
the next day that child was playing with my children in the yard. Now, why, why go through all of that, Pastor? Why did you give that? I'm trying to tell you that we have to understand that when you get into certain positions in society, it does not negate the very purpose for which God has called you. The standard is not set by your context there. The standard is set by the context here. And that's why I admire him to this day. Your gate, the way you walk. Your gate. The way that you come on the scene, your gate. One military leader was walking toward those who were hoping that he would sit down with them and come to some agreement to cease the war. And when they saw him coming, someone remarked, Oh my! Oh my! Look at his gate. We can tell by his gate that he comes to do business. People can tell where you're coming from by the way you walk. Walk with the Lord in the light of his word and have peace and contentment always. The way you walk, your gate. Your gate speaks for you. Your gate. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Look at that real quick. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful. Say fruitful. In every good work. And what? Increasing. In what? The knowledge of God. It happens as you daily walk out your faith. You don't wait until Sunday morning and hope I have something cooking. You're supposed to be in that. So that you might be walking, pleasing to God. It's a serious note here. Say walking. walking. You got to walk it out. <laughs> An old sage was, was heard telling some new converts, and they were all excited about their newfound faith. Oh, I'm a Christian now. Oh, I'm just following the Lord Jesus. And, 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 uh, and uh, so this old sage Christian was heard to counsel them. One thing I say to you, Put your foot on every promise of God and you will make the journey. Oh, God. That's deep. What did this old sage tell them? Put your foot on every promise of God and you will make the journey. Let me say something. There are 7,000 promises in the word. When you put your foot on it, simply means you claim it. When you put your foot on it, it means that this is mine. I'm standing on it. It's amazing. 
how the Bible continually refers to the fact that the act or gate of using your foot will represent either conquering or being conquered. Huh? Okay. Old Testament. When they had killed all those soldiers that came out against God's people, the Bible, the king said, come out here and put your foot on the necks of, of the kings. Remember that? The prophet said, come out here and put your foot on the necks of the king. No, that means conquered. Y'all not getting this thing. But if you are going to walk it out, there ought to be some stuff that you have conquered. And as you go here, and here, and here, and here, you have a listing, you have a heritage, you have a history of conquering. And then, you say, one day, Satan will be under our foot. I want you to look at somebody and simply tell that person right now, you're going to speak into their business. You're going to speak into their situation. You're going to speak into their condition. But I want you to tell that person, help them out right now, and just tell them, put your foot on it. <laughs> yeah, but this is happening. No, no, put your foot on it. Put your foot on every promise and say, this is my promise. This is God's promise to me. Walk it out. I trust that from this message, you have determined within your mind, heart, and spirit that you will not let anyone break your stride as you walk in faith and in favor. I mean, this is an awesome concept that as we walk, God will honor us because we have one, the gate looks like giving folk the impression that I'm going somewhere. And then, of course, we have that grit because you got to push through. You've got to show courage and determination. And then finally, God comes with his favor. We call it the grace. So until next time, when I shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and you. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.